Okay, hi Radek. Hey Michael, what's up? Yeah, we're back with the third episode now. Yeah, the third episode of the podcast. Yeah, this is our official name, the podcast, because this is the podcast you should be listening to, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, I guess mostly the reason is that we're not, you know, as creative as we'd like to be and we didn't have a better name and for whatever reason I already had the right domain. So we just run with it. Yeah, I think, and and I liked it. Just like you know, uh, our our you know our uh, you know podcast uh, guru Marco Arment had uh, the magazine, right? Right. <laughs> it's uh, so we have the podcast. Uh, and yeah. and I think another reason why the podcast kind of works is because it's not it's not like you know one of our favorite podcasts, accidental tech podcasts. But it's not a tech podcast, what we do. It's the podcast. We just talk about what we're interested in. And some of it is tech and some of it is some other stuff. So I guess this way we're like about anything and everything, as long as it makes us curious. Exactly. So, and, and one of the things we learned after, you know, um, our first two episodes, I think, is the fact that, you know, uh, you know, guys, we uh, and girls, uh, we are uh, starting with this podcast. We we like to chat, but what we, what, what we discovered is that we were, uh, I think, to um, to just ref- I mean, we were just talking about stuff without our own, own opinions. So we're going to throw in more of our you know opinions here. Yeah, because I mean, this was kind of the point. We we don't want to be like a news podcast. We, you know, some of it will be kind of referring to the news, like in the last two episodes. But what we really want is kind of give it our own spin and, and, and place it in the context of what we do and what we're interested in. Exactly. So this is, uh, and this perfectly encapsulates, um, difficult word, encapsulates what we're going to do today because we're going to still, you know, in the last two episodes we talked about WWDC, so Worldwide Developers Conference. And uh, today we'll also talk about, about uh, something from there, but we will, you know, uh, talk about how we see it and how we feel about it. Yeah, okay, so um, so on Monday, um, that's June 8th, 2015, uh, Apple has announced that they will have a new built-in app in iOS 9, and it's called News. And what News is, basically, is, is like a single place, a single app, uh, where they will aggregate a bunch of just content sources, you know, newspapers and blogs and whatever, and, and, and users can like pick what they're interested in and then read it in the app. So it's kind of like Flipboard and some other, um, you know, well-known apps like that. I think it's exactly like Flipboard. I think it's, it's, uh, it's actually, uh, in, in this sense, they're pretty direct competitors to Flipboard and these kind of, you know, uh, com- you know uh, and also RSS readers, because the, you know, the RSS, I think, was too technical for people to understand. I mean, yeah. RSS is still being used. We also use RSS uh, on, yeah. on our blogs and here in the, in the, in the, on, on the podcast website. But um, I think uh, RSS was too technical for people to understand. So uh, I think the news is like, uh, it's a substitute of RSS and making it more, you know, easier for people to understand, to, to aggregate things, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, the, the funny thing was when, they, when they, 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 were, they were doing the demo and I think, you know, tr- throughout WWDC keynote, they were trying to, you know, to speak to developers a lot more. So we mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Marco Arment, for example, and his Overcast app was actually being shown on the CarPlay dashboard. Yeah, and I, I, I totally noticed that. 
right? And and also with the news, they said, you know, I like this new. I mean, and, and they mentioned some big websites, and then they mentioned Daring Fireball uh, yeah. by John Gruber. And of course, Daring Fireball is one of the most influential, uh, you know, Mac, uh, Apple uh, uh, blog on the internet. <laughs> but yeah. the cool thing is that you know they were saying about beautiful pictures and beautiful content, and Daring Fireball is there are most links and there are no pictures there whatsoever. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you realize that, but actually, uh, like the same day or, or the day after that, uh, John Gruber has his own podcast, which is called The Talk Show, and he made the talk show live, and his guest was Phil Schiller. Oh, oh. Seriously. Wow. The, one of the top Apple execs went on stage live with John Gruber to record a podcast with him. That's amazing. That's, That's like crazy. never happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is uh, what we call the new Apple, right? The new Apple that is actually <laughs> really uh, trying to be um, uh, with developers, trying to be more, uh, uh, you know, trying to be more in touch with people and not just, you know, here, there it is, take it or leave it, you know? I mean, because they are, because when, when, you know, under Steve Jobs, I didn't think they were more like that. Now they are still being secretive, but on the other hand, they're trying to be more uh, more in touch with people, I think, kind of thing, right? Yeah, I, I think they're, they're trying to be kind of less extreme about, you know, uh, you know them being secretive and, and kind of isolated from the world and, and being like, you know, they only release anything and say anything when, when they announce new products in June on WWDC and in, in September and October when they usually announce new iPhones and iPads. So that is nice. And, and, and you, you know, you mentioned um, uh, Daring Fireball in the news app. And actually, one of the things I noticed is that, um, you know, uh, in the last episode, I think uh, you mentioned that I'm really interested in this new programming language from Apple, which is called Swift. And yes. they, they they kind of featured on the screen during the demo um, the uh, the kind of weekly um, newsletter, which is about Swift. It's called, well, it's about iOS development. Uh, it's called iOS Dev Weekly. And it is the same kind of... Um, issue of that newsletter where I was, you know, my article was featured. So if Apple featured that issue and that issue uh, featured me, you know, kind of Apple featured me by proxy, which <laughs> doesn't really count by anything, but still feels kind of awesome. <laughs> You're being famous. Yeah, Radek is famous. Uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, but... but but maybe they actually, when they, if they featured that, maybe they actually re read it. So if they read it, they, <laughs> might, they might have read your article. And when they read your article, they know you. So watch out. <laughs> well, um, you know, uh, to be fair, I, I, I took a peek at Google Analytics. And during the month before WWDC, I, uh, I've had something like 50 uh, page views from iOS 9, like before it was shown to the developers. So clearly there were at least 50 people or 50 times someone at Apple in Cupertino view my website. So that's pretty interesting. Oh, that's interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I think, I think last year, I don't remember when it was exactly, I guess it had to be September or October when they released new iPhones or iPads. Uh, they, they kind of mentioned Swift and, and showed a huge wall of kind of apps and app icons, which adopted Swift early, and the app that, um, you know, we make, Nosby, was there, and it was just a tiny icon in the huge wall, 
of apps, but <laughs> that was really cool. And yeah, you know, there there were two instances in this keynote where they they showed a huge wall of apps, and I immediately took the screenshot and then I I inspected them, but sadly. No one must be there. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. But yeah, we were featured on the keynote. Yeah. In <laughs> uh, one, you know, uh, depending how big is your screen, you know, we took, you know, five or six <laughs> pixels, square pixels of your, of your screen. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, but, but but anyway, it was it's it's always you know good to be at least you know featured like that. So so right. you know, and we mentioned last in the last episode that you know being featured by Apple is is a lottery. So actually, you know, even if you know we get this kind of uh, uh, love, it's it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So anyway, uh, we mentioned the news app, but what's interesting about it in the context of Apple is that it's not their first kind of attempt. At at um, kind of content, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, you know, giving users a, a way to view their favorite content. Yeah. Um, did I just say view their favorite content? I mean, no one, no one says that. Anyway. Um, yeah. Before iOS nine in iOS five, which was you know a long time ago, they introduced something that was called newsstand. Yes, for the magazines. Yeah, and and basically it was like a special folder, a special where, place. Yeah, a special place where you could have your magazine apps, and you know the reason. You know there are a few reasons why it was special. Like first of all, it was a special folder. It, it was you know like fake wood and stuff. It was like it, it was during those times, and those apps instead of having icons, they had like magazine covers which could update with every new uh, um, issue of a magazine or a newspaper, because that, that was also allowed. And also, what was really cool is that those magazines and newspapers could update like uh, in the background, when you know exactly. immediately when a new issue was released. And at the time, in iOS 5 and in iOS 6, other apps could not do that. So it was a pretty kind of magical, special place. But then there were many problems with it. You know, first of all, it seems like the vast majority of iOS users like they didn't really know about it. They didn't really care about it. The folder yeah. was empty. They didn't look into it. And in iOS 7, they made it much, much worse because previously it was a, a kind of a magic folder, but then they changed it into kind of an app. Yeah. So it was just an app icon. And in that app, there were kind of links to other apps, the actual magazine apps. But but the problem with that is that, you know, it didn't look like a folder with miniature kind of magazine covers and yeah. people could hide the newsstand app inside a folder, which means that a lot of people who just didn't care, like made it buried deep. So, you know, that was, that was a huge problem because... Uh, magazine and newspaper publishers would opt into this newsstand thing because it was really cool and, and, and a magical place. But then majority of the users wouldn't really know or care about it. They would hide it very deep inside. And then like no one would look in those apps, right? And yeah. with iOS 7, like they didn't kind of have to do that. There were necessary APIs for developers of just ordinary apps to uh, updates in the background, etc. So really, the only I think real um, advantage of the newsstand since iOS seven was that it had a magazine cover instead of 
an icon, which doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. But the disadvantages were huge. And the most the biggest problem was that you couldn't opt out. Once in newsstand, no way out of newsstand, which really sucked. Yeah, we have the same problem. I mean, we have exactly this problem with Proactive Magazine. Uh, we, uh, as we know, as you know, we are running Proactive Magazine, a free magazine about proactivity. And we have actually franchises. We have Polish version, we have a Japanese version, a Spanish version. And um, uh, the, the problem is that, uh, I mean, the, and, the, and the global version, and the global version, the first one, we opted in for the newsstand and we cannot get out of it. So our magazine has to be, our Proactive Magazine has to be in the newsstand. The local versions, you know, this is Spanish, Polish, um, uh, Japanese, uh, and uh, we, uh, and the Dutch, exactly. Yeah. So uh, all these uh, issue, uh, all these magazines, we 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 decided to move them as, I mean, to put them um, as normal apps, and so 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 they are out of the newsstand because really, as as you said, in iOS seven, newsstand was where, where, where became a place where apps go to die. Because you just, you know, they, people just forget about these apps because they are buried on, on, you know, under, uh, under this newsstand icon, this generic newsstand icon, and it just doesn't make any sense. So, so, so what you're saying is that Apple already tried to be friendly to content publishers way back, but then they just, you know, just quietly stopped supporting it very nicely and just, they just made it worse, right? Yeah, they made it better for... Uh, a few moments, but overall it was a huge failure. And in iOS 9, and again, I don't think you know about this, I, I didn't tell you about it yet, but in iOS 9, the newsstand magic app ceased to exist. So now, all those apps, including Price Magazine, uh, you know, global version of Price Magazine, which is in English, is now set free. It's just a normal app. Oh, so, so they actually set us free with iOS yeah. 9? Yeah, it's amazing. Born to be wild. <laughs> oh yeah, so so we are free. That's good. So, yeah, finally. Finally. So because we really we I, we sent several emails to Apple asking them, you know, set us free, you know, get us out of the newsstand. And they said no, yeah. no way. I wanna once 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 a newsstand, always a newsstand. Well, yeah, yeah, and 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 there were a few other like really weird problems with newsstand. For example, um, so newsstand was originally kind of thought of as a place for serious publishers, you know, uh, the, the, the big printed magazines and newspapers, which, you know, obviously um, wanted to get on this iPad thing. Right. Um, you know, uh, the newsstand was announced like a year after I iPad became a thing, so, so that kind of made sense. Um, but, um, yeah, and, and so because it was kind of targeted towards serious publishers, you know, it's kind of obvious that they want to like charge for it, right? Like the way you would subscribe to a mm -hmm. physical paper magazine or a newspaper, you would, you know, just, just pay a monthly subscription or, or pay for a single issue if you wanted, and you would get it, exactly. right? And, and it was really weird because they just assumed that everyone wants to do it, and it became a requirement that you have to have a subscription, right? You have to set up a subscription. But... Our private magazine app was free. Like we don't want your money. It's just like go ahead and read it. Like we don't do it to charge money. It's just you know we want to inspire people and it's a little bit of marketing for us. But we don't charge for it. But we had to set up um, in in a kind of you know backend tool called iTunes Connect that this app has a subscription and this our subscription is zero dollars because we don't care. So we did it. 
But then they rejected our app because there was no way in the app to subscribe to this subscription. So we had to add a useless button, which, is, which says something like free subscription, which does nothing. It doesn't do anything at all. It has no purpose, no use. But we had, we had to put it there. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember we were, we were thinking, why to put this useless button? Because nobody's going to you know, push it. Because really, why would you subscribe to a free magazine? I mean, you don't need an explicit subscription. We will you know, push it. As long as you have the app, we will push you the new issues. So don't worry, you will not miss an issue. So really, you don't need to subscribe. But, the, but there was this requirement, you know, hey, you have to put the button because uh, our app, app actually got rejected because we didn't put the button, you know, to subscribe for yeah. free. But, you know, but, but that's the thing. Um, the question was, the question was, will, will, you know, will, 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 I mean, people do, are, were used to buying magazines, were used to buying content like this. But now the question yeah. was, will they use the, the, the apps, you know, to, to buy content as well, you know, to pay for the magazines? And... Um, I think I think you know the you know you would pay for the big magazines, but then again the big magazines weighed like 500 megabytes an issue, so it's, it was also this was also an issue that you had to download <laughs> a 500 megabytes issue. And and then second thing, I think uh, the overwhelming majority, I mean the consensus was that the people were not really paying that much digitally, right? Yeah, and I think you know you mentioned the the huge sizes of 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 magazines. So, you know, the problem was that those traditional publishers, like, they didn't actually try to make it kind of digital friendly. They essentially, like, you can imagine them kind of scanning and resizing their magazine pages to kind of fit the screen. And it's all images, all kind of PDFs or something. And they would be huge, like 200, 300, 500 megabytes. And I think, you know, that's part of the reason why newsstands live for so long. Like, part of it is that no one cared. So Apple had no reason to to fix it, even if fixing it would mean destroying it. And second right. of all, I think part of the reason why they wouldn't let you opt out is that, you know, per, you know they kind of made the newsstand and the newsstand kit, which is the kind of, um, you know, uh, an interface for programmers to make newsstand apps, uh, so that, you know, you have to use this API to download those issues because, um, you know, the way it works is it allows system to, you know, it allows iOS to delete those old um, issues when you run out of space on your device. So I think they didn't kind of trust the publishers to do the right thing and to manage the storage in a reasonable way. And right. it, it used to be also harder kind of to do as a programmer uh, back in iOS 5 and 6. So they kind of like, yeah, you have to use newsstand and that is that. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, the newsstand wasn't a success. And, it was, and, and, and you know, and, but, but still, for example, we, did, we decided to, you know, to hire you <laughs> for one thing and to really build, uh, uh, you know, apps for our magazines, you know, but we, we had a different, you know, a different idea. We had a different idea that people would want to read content read you know articles uh, inspiring inspiring productivity articles on the in the apps not on the website you know and um, and but but of course practice magazine you can read both on the website and in the app but we thought that the app is better we thought that you know giving out pdf is good people download pdf but they would never read it right and reading pdf on um, on an ipad screen is not ideal you know so so we decided to to move into this uh, area and now, um, 
Apple with this news app is trying to actually um, uh, you know gather all this content into one app one news app and uh, essentially essentially killing off uh, um, small apps and killing off the websites right yeah yeah that's that's pretty much it I mean um, it, it seems like the news app is kind of two things in one so it's partly for the bigger publishers you know like um, newspapers which publish some of their articles um, on their websites some of them maybe not maybe only behind the paywall and and then and I imagine you know a portion of of, of the big newspaper uh, stories will also be in the news app and they mm -hmm. want to monetize them through ads like uh, you can use iAd which is Apple's oh. ad system which which also never really took off to monetize but obviously uh, advertisement doesn't work that great um, you know it, it, yeah uh, and also you know but, but the second thing uh, that the newsstand uh, I'm sorry the, the news app is is uh, kind of a replacement for RSS as you mentioned so also kind of like Flipboard you know there will be some smaller sites and there will be just kind of um, um, you know added uh, to the news app and you know the, the funny thing is that it, I, I think it also is based on the RSS technology but it doesn't work like RSS so basically so, you know if you use RSS you would subscribe to a few um, you know uh, websites that you're interested in and it would be like an inbox like mm -hmm. until you read what what you like you, you just want to see all of the new articles and until you read them they stay there and the news app you know uses the same technology but it, it's more like Twitter or Facebook where you're not supposed to catch up with everything it's not yeah. like an inbox it's, like it's, just a, 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 it's just like a feed or a stream um, which is also kind of bad for smaller sites because smaller sites usually publish less frequently uh, often, you know, n not even every day. So, you know, I, I post like every month, and and you post maybe like every week or something. Exactly. And 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 if you subscribe in the news app to news, so to big websites, news websites, uh, I think they will flood completely uh, the, the the smaller websites. Yeah, I, I and mean, I was thinking the the whole you know the whole keynote. I was thinking about this. Um, how does it affect us and our idea for Remag? You know, if 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 uh, if if there is, I mean, if it's a threat in a way, you know, and um, a, I was I was thinking about it, and if, from my point of view, I think I think it's not. I think it's not a threat. It's because it it is exactly this news, and actually bloggers don't write news. I mean, you know, uh, they they write. I mean, you know, some of the bloggers, like you know, I don't know, TechCrunch or or Huffington Post, yeah. or, they 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 are news uh, blog sites. Right. But the usual bloggers, just like you and I, or even professional bloggers, like who write about I don't know saving money or uh, who write about uh, leadership, productivity, you know these kind of blogs, they're not news. You know they, they write about you know tips and tricks about about uh, um, you know useful information, useful resources, useful reviews. These are not news, and as you said, they're not publishing them like like you know five times a day or ten times a day. They're publishing them you know. If they do it daily, then it's already crazy, you know, frequently. So, yeah. so I think I think it's not. I think I think the news app is really what it's called. It's news for news. But I think still, um, 
uh, you know, bloggers uh, uh, who write about other stuff than news um, will not, you know, as you said, will be flooded. They will not be able to leave to to to, to live in this environment of news app. I mean, this wouldn't really help them. No. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I had the exact same feelings about the Flipboard app. And I mean, it's a pretty popular app. And it's good if you just want to, I mean, you know, maybe you're you're more casual, um, you know, maybe interested in tech, but, you know, maybe not as much as, as you and I. So maybe you just want to occasionally catch up and just see, like, tech news sites uh, or, you know, whatever. Then Flipboard works great because it's just a feed and you can just flip through it and, and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... It just doesn't work at all, I think, with uh, with with blogs, with, with small websites. You know, for something like that, um, you know, uh, RSS works great. And I mean, RSS is not really for everyone, which is why we started this Remark thing, which we should probably tell a bit more about. Yeah. But but it works better because you know it you, you know people only really use it with small websites. RSS doesn't work with huge news sites, but because it's an inbox, it works really great with small blogs because, you know, you just pick what you're interested in and you all will always see it. You know, no big site will flood you. You will just see, you know, content from people like you and I who, you know, just, just stuff you're interested in. Exactly. And, and that's why that's why you know um, it, that's why the news app is kind of replacement for RSS, but only kind of because it's only for really for 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 uh, frequent news, as you said, for frequent stuff. Because you don't want to miss if if you're subscribed if you want to subscribe to a blog that you really like uh, from somebody who writes nice, thoughtful articles, long articles, you know, um, with you know meaningful content. You don't want to you know just feed through it. You know, you know, no. slide through it. You know, you you want to read it. You want to have time to read it, and you want to make sure you don't miss an important article. You know, just uh, it's 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 you know, it's it's, it's like this. Uh, it's, it's it's not like you know, you know, when you go to the Daring Fireball, there are links, and if you miss one of these links, well, no problem. But for example, I would not not want to miss if 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 on Daring Fireball, you know, every now and then John Gruber posts a wrong article about you know about something. I would not exactly. want to miss it because no. this is actually, you know, this is really important to me, you know. So, so, so that's why, that's why uh, we, uh, you know, I still think that, that Re- what we're trying to do with Remac, and let's, let's, let's talk about it for, for, for a second. Think, yeah, because we've been teasing it. Exactly. A lot of our listeners probably don't know what it is. So exactly. So Remac is an idea that we had after publishing our Proactive Magazine. So again, we, had, we have Proactive Magazine uh, apps, the, the, the global one and, and the local ones. And um, we, we thought, you know, we have all this technology already, you know, done for us. Why don't, you know, why shouldn't, you know, bloggers have apps? Because the thing is that right now, if you run a blog um, and you want people to subscribe to the content in your blog, you, to, to, to people to read your articles, your blog posts, um, you know the, the ways are limited. You know, uh, you know. A few years ago, you would tell them to subscribe to RSS, but now RSS is almost gone from from uh, it's gone from the browsers. Actually, it's not supported anymore uh, by the browsers, and it it really just stayed as a technology for geeks like us. But uh, so so the only way actually for people to subscribe is you know like me on Facebook or you know follow me on Twitter or give me your email, right? Yeah. So so we thought 
uh, we should give uh, bloggers an easy way to convert their blogs to actually um, kind of magazines. Like, you know, for example, uh, just think about it, you know, um, your blog. Let's say you have, uh, you have the blog about Swift and you write every month, let's say, right? <laughs> so, so you would just you know, convert it in, into a remag and, uh, and, and, you know, publish an issue every, I don't know, half a year. You know, even with you know, with the with the you know, Swift articles, right? Uh, somebody else who's writing, you know, um, a, a few a few times a week, they could they could publish an issue of the you know the best articles from the last month, you know, as an issue of the of their magazine. And this is the idea. The idea is to convert the blog to um, to an app. Why? Because if somebody uh, goes to your blog through uh, an iPhone or iPad. They will be able just with one button to just download your app and subscribe to your content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's basically the the idea. And I mean, uh, as you mentioned, it stands from Price Magazine. And at the beginning, when you started Price Magazine many years ago, it was just a PDF. You know, but the problem is that PDFs are a ton of pain to make. You know, you, yeah. you would need like. Uh, you know, some 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 specialists to like prepare the content. It's, it's just a lot of work, and it only works on the size it was prepared for. So it would work as as something magazine sized. On an iPad, it would be you know okay, but kind of small, and it wouldn't work at all on an iPhone. So you know, we just thought that it would be so much easier for us. It would be so much better for the user. So much more useful. If we made the magazine kind of in a digital friendly simple form because you know we're not trying to compete with the big magazines with their kind of splashy graphics and whatever what really matters for us is the text you know it's the content it's the words yeah exactly and and sometimes there's a graphic or two but 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 really all we need is a column of text uh you know maybe some graphics and a simple way to um, "Quote unquote," consume the content, right? <laughs> right. So, and 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 you know, websites were kind of good for it, uh, but we decided to, and you know, we did make a website, and it works great on an iPhone. It works great on an iPad, or you know, whatever your smartphone or tablet or, or cho of choice. You know, it's it's a simple, responsive website, so you don't have the problem with, with like you know the same kind of problems with PDF uh, magazines that they only work on big sizes, but they don't scale properly for a phone. And, you know, we thought it would be kind of cool to make it into an app because, um, you know, when you download it, it kind of stays there on your, on your home screen. You don't have to remember to go to the website to find new content. You don't have to subscribe to a newsletter because a lot of people don't really feel comfortable about giving out their, uh, their address. Uh, you can, you know, you can send notifications in a, in a, you know, in a non-obtrusive uh, non way. Just, just a simple notification like, hey, there's a new issue if you want, right? And mm -hmm. it kind of stays there. And, and obviously, RSS is also a, a good way to solve this problem. Like, let me know when there's new content. But people, you know, um, geeks understand RSS and it's great. It really works. It's awesome. But only geeks really understand it, it never went into the mainstream. And the mainstream, just regular people, understand apps. I mean, it's simple. You know, you might, you might find a blogger on their website, 
But then like, hey, you know, why don't I download their app and it just, you know, it'll be on, on my on my tablet and, you know, because I like their content and when I get a new notification that there's a new issue, I'll read it. Yeah, and the thing is, the thing is that um, we, we, we don't, we, I mean, it, we, it's not like we think that the web is going to die, uh, the websites. No. But the thing is, just, just, I mean, just think about it. If you're on a mobile phone, to, to type a website address is not really that fast. You know, you have to really type the website address, you know, and then typing on the on the small phone is not really uh, such a, such a convenient thing to do, and so for, for one thing. But second thing is, uh, with an app, uh, the the author of an app, so the blogger, for example, they can really you know just pick handy pick the best articles, and they can get the be I mean give you the best of their best of their best content, and as you said, you have the app on your phone. You decide if you keep it and you keep reading it or you d d remove it. You don't have to, you know, uh, should I give this, you know, I have to think about, you know, should I give this email address, you know, they will spam me or they will not spam me. But even what I've, you know, what I realized, Radek, is that, for example, even if I subscribe to some newsletters, I forget about yeah. them. They go to the promotions tab on, in Gmail. I, I, I just don't read yeah. them anymore. So so even if I if I really wanted to subscribe to some <laughs> newsletters, I, I, I keep forgetting about them and keep not reading them. You know, and 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 and, and contrary, if I would have um, you know a blog uh, in my favorite bloggers, you know uh, apps on my phone and on my iPad, I would you know be really um, you know I would be keep kept catching up more with the content. You know, I, I already see that with Practice Magazine, which I read because it's, it's there. You know, on my on my on yeah. my device. So so this is the this is the thing, and we think that the bloggers in with Remac, the the bloggers should treat this as an investment. You know, and it's investment. They are investing in this mobile, you know, mobile savvy uh, uh, population of people, increasing population of people who who get their app and and have their app and and you know because we think that the traffic on the website on the websites you know the, it might not increase that much anymore. You know, and we, if you have people, uh, you have kind of like a direct contact to them because your app is on their device you know it's a i think it's a kind of a personal contact uh, to them that's why also we believe in this in this you know appification of the of the web kind of yeah and i mean i think the interesting thing about this from you know from our perspective and bloggers perspective is that you know it, it, it's not like we're trying to replace the web or replace social media or newsletters or, or whatever you know I mean that's really the point I mean clearly that would never work right right uh, you know the idea is that really um, if you write if you're a blogger and you make a living through you know indirectly through blogging because your blogging kind of promotes your books or products or services or whatever um or you just you know uh, whatever the reason <laughs> you're blogging you know you should probably keep doing it on the web i mean that's that's yeah. obvious yeah. but um you know there are other kind of contexts other places where people might want to read it right because there are very few people who care about some website so much that they will um, go to the to the browser and type out your address or save a bookmark or whatever. Um, and so you, what you probably want to do is kind of spread out into these um, kind of parallel um, forms of distribution. Right? It, it's not like you want to replace your website. You want to kind of augment your website. So you want to probably use Twitter 
so that people who use Twitter, who are on Twitter, will see links to your new articles. Exactly. You probably want to be on. You want to be probably on Facebook for people who use Facebook. Uh, for people, for geeks who use RSS, you probably want to have an RSS feed. Uh, newsletters work, but it's kind of hard to get someone's email address. And we think that an app is yet another um, kind of mode of distribution, which you know. We, I personally don't think it will ever be like the only way, but I, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense for the publisher and for the reader to be one of the ways to get to um, you know the content that you like reading. I mean, I think your point is really good here. That exactly, it's you know the and this is also what Michael Hyatt, uh, uh, one of my gurus, <laughs> is saying that you know your website should be your base, you know, so be your base, your home, right? Yep. But but as you said, you want to be where people are. So you are on Twitter not because you know you're you have nothing you know you're bored and you want to use Twitter. No, you're on Twitter because there are people reading you on Twitter. So and you want to be on Facebook because there are people you know liking you on Facebook. And you want to be you want to have a newsletter because there are people who would subscribe to your newsletter and then would read it. But then again, you would want to have an app because there are people who would get your app and uh, download your app and read your content through the app. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, th there are some people who, um, who you know, mostly read on their computers and then they won't use your app and that's fine. But there are some people and we think quite a lot of people and increasingly a lot of people exactly. like to read on their iPads in their spare time or read on their iPhones in certain contexts like if they commute, right? Mm -hmm. If they take a bus or a train or whatever every day, they probably like to read, um, you know, catch up on reading on their phones, right? And so they might want to like catch up on Twitter uh, or Facebook or whatever else they're reading. So maybe they're a geek and they will open their RSS reader like I would. Yeah. Um, but but if not, and, and even if they are a geek, it often kind of makes sense to to kind of package it up just for you as a publisher and have, you know, a Michael Sawinski magazine or whatever and exactly. read some stuff there. Exactly. The thing is that, um, uh, you know, having this, having this, uh, uh, this, this magazine also, uh, as, as I mentioned before, also gives you, like, like, for example, let's see, as in my example, I started right now, uh, these two past weeks, I started blogging more. So really, I'm motivated here. I'm 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 actually I'm using my blog right now not only for for original content for original blogs, but I'm also linking to stuff I, I write somewhere else. So for example, when I wrote something on the Nosby blog, I link to it from my Michael Slewinski uh, blog. So if you are a subscriber to my blog, you will get all this content. So all the links to my other stuff as well as my original writing for this blog. But if you subscribe to Michael Slewinski magazine you will only get my original you know, content, my original articles written for my blog. So you will get, and I, 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 I probably would choose only the best articles. So, so you have a curated content as well from me. You know? So if you like me and you want to follow me, oh, that's good. I'm really happy about it. <laughs> but then it, it, with, the, with an app, with my app, you get the best of my best. You know? And, yeah, and, and curated by me. Yeah, and, and that's kind of one of the strategies. But an alternative strategy, if, you, if that's what you wanted, would be like kind of the opposite. Like yeah. on the web, it makes sense. Like if you are writing on multiple sites, on multiple blogs, then your, 
your kind of your own personal blog would be a hub to links to other blogs where you wrote, uh, right. you know, some some articles, and maybe it would make sense to like okay, so that makes sense on the web, but if I package it up as a magazine, then maybe you know the articles that I wrote for other websites, it would still make sense to package them up as issues of my own magazine, right? And and, and maybe it should do some curation also, like if you maybe not maybe you don't like some article as much. But you could do it like that. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I could do that as well. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, you know. And what we did with Remac, uh, which, 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 as, as, again, you know, everything takes time. So it's, if 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 you are blogging, it takes time. If you're spending time on Twitter, it takes time. If you're spending time on Facebook, it takes time. It, but but we thought that, for, for example, with Remac, if you want to build an app. It would be first very expensive, and second, it would take lots of time for you to build an, a, your own app. That's why with Remac we made it really easy. For for now, we we only accept WordPress uh, blogs uh, because actually uh, we have a WordPress plugin. So so actually, what we do is you just choose articles you want to package into an issue, import them to Remac, and then publish them through uh, in your app. So it's like in one, two, three, you know, it, 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 when you, if you see the video, the demo video, you think it's, you know, <laughs> it's science fiction, <laughs> but it really does work like that. So we make it really easy for the bloggers so that the additional channel of having an app is not a big thing. You know, they can really, you know, do it in five minutes a month, actually, or 10 minutes a month, and they have uh, a perfect issue for their re readers to, to read on their mobile devices. Yeah, so, you know, um... We are kind of running out of time, so mm -hmm. so so I think just just to kind of wrap up, um, it's it's kind of interesting to see this this new thing come out of Apple. Yep. So yep. they have new stand news, and we're trying to do this thing called Remag, and they're interesting because they're kind of targeted towards three very different models, three very different kinds of publishers. So I think. Newsstand was primarily for, um, you know, um, for for the big publishers, big magazines, but w w mm -hmm. big magazines, but with the kind of model that okay, so the users will subscribe to them and pay monthly, and that's that, right? And, and you have separate magazines on uh, in the newsstand as you would have on you know, a physical news app, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the news app is kind of related. It's also about kind of, um, you know, uh, content distribution, but it's more towards news, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And, and, and the business model is, is more like, hey, it's a, it, it's a one app with a huge stream of all sorts of, um, you know, newspapers or, or other, uh, you know, uh, content sources. And we'll just distribute them together, and they'll be free, and we'll monetize them through advertisement. Yeah, and, and Remark is different from both of them. So it's also like separate apps for each publisher, but we're we're not really you know we're not really thinking about big publishers. Uh, you know they're hard to reach, and what they want is different from what we want to offer. What we really want is mostly just bloggers. Um, you know, professional bloggers mostly, but or, or you know whatever, who um, who don't who don't really um, charge for their content, and they generally don't 
advertise in the same way as newspapers do, though they can do that too. But primarily, I think it's it's kind of for people who who who, who write articles for free. But part of the reason why they do that is because they have some other things around what they write. So maybe they have some products, maybe have some services or whatever they do exactly. that they want to promote. Mm-hmm. So it's so you know it's also you know they don't charge directly, but it's not like advertisements from whatever you know yeah. whatever goes. It's more like self advertisements, which I think is a you know it, it it doesn't work for big newspapers. Um, but if you're a, if you're just a blogger, then it's super effective, right? Because it's it's personal. It's you know it's it's not some advertisement from from uh, you know God knows where. It's yeah. an advertisement of something that you did. And if you write content that's good, you know if you made me interested, then I might be interested in something else that you did. So so it's a kind of much better model in many ways. Exactly. So exactly. So these kind of blog- bloggers are our target audience first right now for Remag, so that they can really publish their content for free and reach this mobile audience. You know, reach and, and and give people really an easy way to subscribe to their content by just getting their app. And within this app, they can advertise, as as you said, their services, products, um, or, or you know anything they want. Uh, but not in a you know clicky kind of way. You know, perfect click click kind of way. So I I think that's yeah. a different different thing. And uh, so we are trying to empower them uh, to have their apps. So we'll see how this plays out. But I think, I think you know, the news app uh, is 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 just the confirming that what we're doing, I think, makes sense to really uh, try to present you know valuable content in a good way, in a good way on a mobile phone, because responsive web design and responsive web is good, but it's not enough for 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 the content to stick and to to be visible and to be you know consumed. So, you know, I think the, the thing about Remag is that, um, you know, we're still only starting out, you know, we're mm-hmm. only, we only have our own stuff and, 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 and a few magazines from, from uh, you know, from other bloggers. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out, but, uh, and, you know, there's nothing technically preventing us from, from making some magazines if someone wants to, uh, you know, um, uh, paid, and there's nothing technically um, impossible uh, about putting, you know, something like you know j- just advertisements like AdSense in the magazines. But we don't think that this would work as well as what we are trying to do. We just think that that this would be a better model. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. This is, you know, our side project as, as we discussed. Because, uh, uh, but, but we just believe in this so much that we just wanted to give to give it a try. And I think well, I was saying that 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 with 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 the news app, I think uh, instead of you know competing with us, it actually gives us uh, more confirmation that what we're trying to do is actually making more sense. So you know, we'll see how this yeah, plays and, out. Yeah, and and actually, uh, you know, you know, just, you're just reminding me uh, we. We talked about in the previous episode how you know companies like Apple making their own apps of some sort kind of sometimes help the small guys. And exactly. I, I think it's another instance of this. So, well, at least for us. So, news app might be a bad thing for Flipboard yeah. because it does a very similar thing. But I think it's a, it's actually a good thing for us because uh, because. 
I think, you know, first of all, a lot of users will be drawn to reading more stuff on their iPads and iPhones. And the second thing is that they might try it and they might like some of it, but they might not like it like completely and look for alternatives. Exactly. Exactly, and they might look then for 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 the content for these niche bloggers for for the for the you know uh, for these professional bloggers that we would offer them uh, through the apps. So you know we'll see how this plays out. But I'm um, um, I think totally. as you said as you said this this might be a helpful thing. We'll we'll see in the future. I'm 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 really excited about it. So <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so thanks very much for watching. You know, and uh, if you like listening, this, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody's watching us. Hmm. Nobody's watching us. Yeah, it's good. I don't have really a really nice haircut. I just I just had a swim because <laughs> I'm preparing for this week's uh, this weekend's uh, triathlon. So I. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I have it. I have it in uh, on Sunday. So, so I was just having a, a run and then a swim uh, in the sea. Lots of waves, but it was fun. It was fun. But now <laughs> I just nice. really don't look presentable. So thanks for not watching. <laughs> thanks for you know <laughs> listening to us. And um, you know if you like our podcast, you know please give us you know some ratings on the on iTunes. We would really appreciate that because we're new uh, on the block. We're new kids on the block, so we would really appreciate any <laughs> any any kind of feedback. And you know um, go to our website, uh, thepodcast.fm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Exactly. And you'll find the uh, uh, show notes at thepodcast.fm slash free, like the episode free. Exactly. Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye.